Welcome back, everybody. If you are watching live, you know we are in the middle of a double feature of the PTC Movie Club, so we're going to keep the intro short and sweet as we do. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about, uh, I don't know, Shrek too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Zier. Mike, how are you doing? I'd argue that we don't talk about Shrek enough. Fair. I mean, listen, you want to start making Shrek a segment, Mike? The, the floor is yours. The floor is yours, sir. Uh, I'm still confused how you've only ever seen it in Mex... Uh, in, did you say you've only ever seen a Spanish dub of the movie? <laughs> I've, only, I've only seen it in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we watched it in my Spanish class in middle school. Ah... Uh. I almost picked Shrek as my uh, musical for the past month, but that may that may pop up later. Is that a musical, though? I'd be surprised. Okay, All right. mm. I'll allow it, I guess. Uh, also joining us, the Fortnite father, Mr. Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm ready to go. Rounding us out for the PTC Movie Club double feature is the pick of the month himself. The Disney daddy, Dominic Forey. Dom, how are you doing? I'm very nervous that one of the movies at the end of this episode is going to be Crossroads now, and I don't know any information about the movie Crossroads. It's not my pick. Oh, no. you mean for the game? <laughs> for the game. Yeah. Let's just say... Could be. Well, I don't even know what Crossroads is. Like, I, I, it's, it's the Britney Spears, Spears movie. movie. Uh, I definitely saw it in theaters, so... 100%. Start toys. Mm. We were in, like, eighth grade. Listen, I was trying to... Like, see it with people I was interested in. I just, I go to the movies. It's fine with me. You know, watch Remember. Like he's a cinephile now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in eighth grade. I was going to the movies all the time. I saw Crossroads twice. I saw Crossroads twice. I was late to graduation because of Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't fucking know. Uh, anyways. That's a, the spread that's a, that's of this spread. I forgot about that. That's, a, that's mm -hmm. an actual story, but Brian's like, let me pick a movie from the end of middle school and the end of high school. And that, that that's how that's how Brandon watched he's, he's a cinephile by watching exactly. Crossroads and Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, over the span of five years, over the span of five years, the end of the end of life as we knew it, Mike. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that's those true. Are my, those are all my end films. Those are all my end films. Yep. I still haven't watched the new Sonic. Get to that. It was a, it was a delightful little romp. It's on Paramount Plus now, right, or something? HBO? It's on somewhere. Yes, it's on Paramount. It's on Paramount Plus. Okay, maybe I'll watch it at some point. Do you have Paramount Plus? <laughs> Brian needs to watch his Big Brother. Uh, oh. I well, I had it for Halo. For Halo. And then the the Jen Jen, what you can just text me the answer. What what was that show you were watching on Paramount? It was like Marriage is Welcome. Real real <laughs> Real World Reunion or something? I don't know. Oh god. The, well, there's like she just texted me. Um were you watching on Paramount Plus? I think it was Real World Reunion. There's only like three seasons. It just, they just like brought back the cast of like the most popular seasons of that show. Wait, did they bring back Theo Vaughn by any chance? Do you think... Like, I don't know. Famous. He's like a comedian. He's, he's like a big comedian right now. Real World Homecoming. Yes. Uh, I'm just gonna... We're gonna just make this easier. I. This is... We're just gonna... We're just gonna fucking phone it in. 
phone in. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work on on this end. Can you guys hear that? Yeah, oh, I can hear the ring. I heard one ring. Yeah, I heard one ring. Hello? I think the only thing that I've watched on Paramount Plus is the Jackass movie, the new one. Hello? Yes. Hey, Jen, you're on live on the uh, Passing Shore podcast. Not you're live on the air. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm try one more time. Hello, caller. You gotta uh, let them know. So you, you, you gotta let them know. You can't just. What am I, what am I watching on Paramount? Jen. Jen? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can you hear yeah. me, Jen? Piss you got on uh, live. I, never mind. It's not important. Todd was asking about some person. Oh, is sure. that person from the Dickie real world? He was from the real world. Yeah, he's from the real world. Theo Vaughn. What, what's, what city, though? I, early, man. Early. Like, real fucking early. Yeah, what's, what city? I don't fucking know, man. I haven't watched that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> was, Theo yeah, Vaughn. Look I'll up. find out right now. Just tell me the city. Uh, he was on Road Rules. Oh, then this I, is a different I, show. Oh, Road Rules. Okay. Uh, anyways, this is a terrible fucking start to this episode. <laughs> um, oh, did I watch Scream on this too? I, I watched it in theaters. But... Anyways, this episode of the Passing Control <laughs> Podcast is sponsored by our uh, MG streams. We I've streamed a few times already for MG. Every stream throughout the rest of July will also be tied to MG fundraising. And there will be some specific streams coming up in the middle of the month where I play through Babylon's fall uh, to completion and a few other things. So be on the lookout for those check into our social media to get accurate dates and times where all that stuff will go live. Um, and there is potential for some bonus long-term streams that you can get me to watch. If we hit certain miles, uh, get me to, play games that I don't want to play if you hit certain milestones. So check out for those things and uh, we appreciate if you donate, share, tune in, and help us raise money for MG. Um, also, because I will say this, uh, in addition to the country being very fucking shitty right now and overturning Roe v. Wade, among other things that the Supreme Court is also currently in the process of changing and making everything more difficult for everybody. Uh, Roe v. Wade affects more than just people being able to get abortions, people being able to have a say over what their own, they can do with their own body. In certain scenarios with certain immunocompromised people, one of the medicines that is available for people that have MG is one of the medicines that is also used in a, some sort of abortion procedure. So in certain states where that's now illegal, someone like Jen who takes that medicine can't take that medicine anymore. So it doesn't just affect what you may think it may affect. It affects people across different, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all terrible. It's all garbage but it does affect more than just that one thing that you may be thinking it affects. So, uh, yeah, that's another reason why raising money for MG is very important right now because there are a lot of people who have MG and other immunocompromised, uh, other types of you know immunocompromised diseases that will also be in trouble of not being able to get medicine that they typically would take because it is now becoming you know harder to get, outlawed in certain states, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah. So support those streams, support your local abortion clinic, support uh, those people that need that help right now because uh, things are not great for a lot of people. Uh, it affects everybody. A couple other housekeeping things. That's a weird transition. I don't really know 
I kind of just went off on a tangent, but it needed to be said. Uh, I don't know. There's no other housekeeping. That's it. That's all that matters. So, for the double feature for this month, we uh, we watched Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which another film didn't know what this was about. Here's my anecdote, Dom. I know you've been patiently waiting for the anecdote. I have since last week's episode. When I <laughs> googled where to stream Hedwig and the Angry Inch, I must have mistyped something and my phone corrected to Earwig and the Angry Witch. That is a which is streaming film. it is a different film streaming on HBO Max and I watched about twenty or so minutes of it and Jen Stop goes, it. Wait, this movie's animated? I don't think you're watching the right movie. <laughs> and 20 minutes nope, in there I was, was no music I was not watching no there was music it was a fucking oh, animated movie it's yeah. a Studio Ghibli film I, re- I remember very clearly I was like oh shit Dom picked a fucking anime hell yeah and then I'm like there's no way there's no way this is, no, we're not, this is not correct <laughs> Jen was like are you sure you're watching the right movie I'm like yeah I'm watching the angry winch or whatever like the angry witch and she's like yeah no you're not watching the right film nope. big guy you are not so uh and I was going to text that. It, I'm glad I didn't. I was going to text as soon as I started watching. I was like, oh, shit, Dom picked a fucking anime. Nope. Why, why haven't you picked an anime, Mike? And I'm glad I didn't. It, we'll, we'll see what happens. When's my next pick? I think Todd is next. And then I'm I picked a live that. action anime of uh, Country Bears. That was, that was basically <laughs> sure. an anime. Sure. Uh, Pose. Mike, you should pick End of Eva for your film. I mean, it's it's a wild watch. It's a wild watch, even for you who have who has watched the, the you know the base series. I think it's a wild watch. I think it'll be interesting perspective. You get two people who we got one who have seen it, one who's only seen the first part of the show, or whatever the the original show, and then two people who Mm -hmm. haven't seen any of it. I've seen it. So okay, Todd Todd watched it all. Um, You, you never seen Todd's nerve tattoo on his back? No, I'll pick perfect I, blue. I don't often see Todd without a shirt, Mike. Where the fuck are you hanging out with Todd with no shirt? Todd just wants me to pick perfect blues. So he can be like, this is just fucking Black Swan. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to like make detailed notes about the first 20 minutes of that film and just pretend like not mention that I watched that and just like say, well, you know, this director, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyways, so that was my fun little uh, anecdote about Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That's all I got to say. It. it was good it was good uh, but as we always start off with these films uh the imdb not the imdb the box office mojo for Hedwig hedwig and the angry inch uh i couldn't find again i i use that specific source for that so let me see if i can just find uh a budget from wikipedia or something just so we have something uh according to the internet uh with a budget of six million <laughs> Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Uh, where do we think this got a worldwide box office? I don't even think it crossed 10. I'm going to probably say like... Yeah, I feel like this yeah. is a low one. I'm going to say 6. One is... You said 6? I'm going to say 6. Okay. I'm going to go, th- I'm gonna oh, go yeah. 3. Like... Shit. What would you say, Todd? Um, 3. 3 million. And I think that's too much. I'm, I'm going to say... Shit. I'm going to say 5. All right. It is 
3.6 million. Let's worldwide. go. Damn. I'm all right, Todd. Todd's cleaning up on the on these today. Uh, and then Hedwig and the Angry Inch, Rotten Tomatoes. What are we thinking, gentlemen? I have no fucking clue. Oh, uh, boy. I can't even begin to imagine the mindset of critics or audiences. I'm going to say 58. And given the fact that it made 3 million, I don't think there was really an audience to be had to even. Yeah, 100%. But that also means that the audience that went to see it are fans of musicals. Or they were bored on a Friday night and they didn't know what to do. What year was this? 2001. Or they thought it was Hagrid from Harry Potter. Like, you know, could be it that. It was so. the same year. It's true. It was the same year as uh, Moulin Rouge, which I Moulin mentioned Rouge. in the Moulin Rouge episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. So maybe people were yeah, just they, dying for musicals. Or Moulin Rouge was sold out when they showed up and, like, what are we going to do? We're already here. Maybe. Um, so I'm going to say for Riddick, I'm going to say 62. And for audience, I'm going to say 69. Hey, oh. I would have him. Uh, so I said 58 for critic, and I'm going to say 73 for audience. Okay. Dom, where are you standing here? This is a award-nominated film. What award? Best actor for... John Cameron Mitchell was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor. So I am mm-hmm. going to say uh, 75 critic, 82 user. Well, with Dom just being the highest across the board gets it. But to, I think, all of your surprise, this has a tomato meter of 92 and an audience score of 93. I'm not uh, super surprised. According to Rotten Tomatoes, the critics consensus Hedwig and the Angry Inch may very well be the next Rocky Horror Midnight movie. It all, it not only knows how to rock, but Hedwig's story has an emotional poignancy. Um, I will say, these two movies uh, stacked up against each other. I enjoyed Hedwig much more than I enjoyed Moulin Rouge uh, for a lot of reasons. I think it was just a overall... I preferred the, the storytelling here and the cinematography compared to the franticness of moulin rouge um i think the music was probably more interesting to me um i didn't think the acting was bad in in moulin rouge but i think the acting was good in this too um i still don't know if i would say that like i'd watch this movie again but i didn't dislike this movie i was definitely over watching two musicals in the same week but yeah uh, I don't know if I would say I dislike this movie. What is the consensus here? Do we all? Do yeah, you, uh, I, I think I like this movie more than Moulin Rouge. However, I wonder if I, I don't think I would watch either movie again, but I feel mm-hmm. like just, I feel like I would end up watching Moulin Rouge again. Uh, like I wouldn't choose to do it. I feel like I could see myself sitting down for it again. I don't know. If like I gun to my head. Gun to my head, although it was so much longer. It was only half an hour longer, but still, it's just a lot of movie. But anyway, I did like Hedwig more than Moulin Rouge. I think I did like the music more. Um, I did like I did like the story more, just because it, it was more, I don't know if you want to say grounded, 
compared to like the essentially like a, the farce that was Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was fine. What about you two? Do you overall like the film? Not like the film? Yeah, I liked it better than uh, definitely liked it better than Moulin Rouge. I liked some of the songs in it too. I thought they were like way better, way better music than Moulin mm-hmm. Rouge. Um, it's funny that comparison to Rocky Horror because like I like Rocky Horror and I actually went to one of those screenings of Rocky Horror where everyone recites the movie like back in the day. Um, but like I didn't think it was as fun as Rocky Horror. It doesn't have. I didn't feel like I had that like fun aspect that Rocky Horror does. But I, I totally get the comparison of that. But yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's very much more like I don't know, it's like rock opera esque. It even like had a few like nods to other rock operas in the film. Like she makes a Tommy reference in the film. Um I, I enjoyed this movie. Um mm-hmm. I went in really not knowing whether I would or not. Um I knew that like I would enjoy the music more than Moulin Rouge. Um, just because like I knew that it was more like rock oriented than it was like than it was musical oriented, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I enjoyed this movie better. Yeah, I think I think I'm in the same boat. And I, I don't want to talk too much about Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge in this episode in case yeah. people don't want to hear that here, but also I, I wanna talk about this movie kind of as its own thing and not just as a con- a constant comparison thing. I would say um, that but, I enjoy this movie, not like without yeah. the same. I I think I probably would have enjoyed this movie even more if I did not watch it in the same like close proximity as watching Moulin Rouge. Um, but I don't think that's a negative against the film. I just think that I was at the point of like, okay, I've watched a lot of uh, musical. I had to look up the name of the song, but I actually think I would listen to Wig in a Box. Again, like, I actually thought that song was like the best song in the movie. If you guys I know, there were a you few know, good ones. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I actually which really one was like Wig in the Box? It, like in a uh, scene, which one was it? Uh, when she, when she's, uh, how, how do I describe it? When she's, when she's in the trailer, um, and she's like laying sideways. Um, okay. Yep. Get, yep. Yep. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Where it's alternating between the current day and her in yes. like singing yeah, yeah, the oven. Yeah. 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 Um, something I forgot to bring up during the Moulin Rouge episode. There's a lot of stuff like direction wise and like film editing wise where it's like Mike had said like, oh, there's clearly some times where it's like sped up or slowed down. And in addition to that, there was like a lot of, I think, nonsensical like sound effects and like things that just didn't seem like they needed to be added into the film in some weird way. And I feel like, Hedwig also kind of has some of the nonsensical elements, not as, but, but not the same. Like there are clear times where like, like when, when they're in the point where she is, I forget what, what is her love interest? Is his name Tommy too? Tommy, the kid, the one that steals the songs. Yeah. 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 Tommy knows this. So like when he's taking a bath and like, she, you know, Finishes it for him. Yeah, gives him a little, gives him a little downtown fucking reach around. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, down down around. Yep. Uh, like it's not shooting. You're not just watching a hand job. Like it's like, you know, it. You're seeing the like arm movement and whatever. But then it's like ridiculous, like 
amount of like water. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like it's like silliness, but it like makes sense, and I feel like it fits the film better. Um, and there are a few other times where I feel like like when she meets Luther, is that who she yeah. meets? Okay, uh, the the army guy. Yes. In yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like the whole gummy bear scene and like picking up the candy on the walk back. It's like ridiculous, but I feel like it is metaphors and like scene structure that I think works and like fits the film and fits the storytelling. Whereas I felt like, uh, you know, in, in a different movie, it could be seen more out of place, but I feel like it continued to fit the way. Cause I also really liked the, the scene transitions where it would go from her art to like the next plot point or scene or whatever. Uh, Cause I thought the art was very unique. Like I thought it was like very like, a very specific style. I don't know if that was referenced to some other type of art style or whatever, but I enjoyed like those types of transitions into other parts of the film. I enjoyed that a lot. So see shocked that this movie was greenlit because it's 2001 and I think we're ass backwards in 2022. So I was just like yeah. very surprised that like this movie was even able to be made, you know, cause that was that. Well, that was why I picked it as the second movie for yeah. pride month. It is obvious that like 75% of the characters are genderqueer. Like, like most most of the movie is about like the queer culture, so yeah. Um, or I shouldn't say queer culture, like queer characters, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I other than the person that's in here, Michael Pitt, who's in mm. uh, Boardwalk Empire, I don't think I was familiar with any of these actors. Yeah, me um, um, I knew Michael Pitt that, is the bad guy in the season of uh, Hannibal. The actress that plays um, Hedwig's husband, um, Luther, or n- no, 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 her the, husband the, in the, the one, band, uh, y- well, y- oh, Yitzhak. With the, yeah, with the bandana. I feel like we probably know her from stuff too. Um, maybe not. Miriam she's, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'll look. I'll see what she's in right now. Oh, she's uh, oh. she's Jessica Jones's mother in Jessica Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. She's she's like an actress that's in stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, I I liked kind of how the movie kept kind of going back and forth in like different periods. Yeah, like telling you the story as the movie went instead of just telling you it in like a chronological order. Yeah, like I, I think the structure of the film was interesting and it, it was it was, I think, dynamic in its storytelling that way, where it was just constantly kind of like giving you not a drip feed, but it was like giving you more context and giving you more backstory as it was also kind of furthering along what was happening in present time. Um, and I enjoyed that. Um I think the acting was good. Like the music was good. I I meant to look up actually if if um John Cameron Mitchell was actually singing. I'm assuming that they were. I, I don't know that if they was. were. Um. Um. I thought the movie was like pretty funny too. Like there was a lot of times where like it would come back from a scene and I'd be like, oh, that's pretty. Fu- that's pretty funny. There was like, one. There was a point where, like, at the the first time you find out that they're like just playing in like seafood restaurants. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's kind of funny. Well, I I liked that like a lot of the. Uh, <laughs> I liked that a lot of the 
those scenes were like playing in places that were like clearly not places that probably either wanted a band in general or that type of band or whatever. And it was just like, it was funny to me. There was one of the scenes, I forget which it was in the Miami bar. I wrote it down. Hedwig jumps on top of a table and, and like face banging the dude. Yes. And, and <laughs> says, and says essentially and says, this is a car wash. Yes, it's a car, <laughs> says it's a car wash, ladies and gentlemen. And I fucking lost it. I thought that was hilarious. Like I, I had to write it down. I was like, I can't remember. I can't forget this scene because I fucking lost it. I think it was earlier, like the first half of the movie. Um, where that happened. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot a very clearly a lot of, uh, stuff both said outright, but also kind of baked into the storytelling and scene structure, uh, about like identity and struggling with that, your own identity, other people struggling with your identity, the scene with her and Tommy, Tommy in the trailer, like trailer where he like, wants to be physical and turns her turns her around and like won't kiss her all this stuff like that and that comes up more times throughout the movie it's kind of like not I feel I felt like it wasn't always just uh Tommy not being comfortable with the front of Hedwig but also maybe Hedwig also not being comfortable with the front of their body um maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm reading that incorrectly but I feel like there's a lot of that type of identity struggle both outwardly and kind of in between the lines throughout the movie that I enjoyed. Yeah. The movie definitely like a main plot point of the movie is like struggling with identity. I think that's why the, the final scene is like Hedwig taking off the wig and like Mm -hmm. kind of just like accepting like who she is at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good scene. I did like that scene a lot. I was a a little unsure of how I felt about the ending of the film, where she's like coming out of the alley. I think it's how the movie ends. Yeah, she's naked. Yeah, she's naked coming out of the alley. Yeah. I don't know if that is supposed to be symbolic of something, and I'm just not. I think it's just that the... she is comfortable with herself and is like willing to show the world like this is who I am. Okay. All right. That makes sense then. That's the way that um, I took it. Like yeah. I'm stripped down. Like this is who I am. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I, I the, other, the other thing I was confused by too was I feel like they don't make it explicitly clear why Luther leaves. Does he just leave for like another person? Is that guy. Yeah. okay? All right. Guy. It seemed it seemed as though what he wanted was a guy in they had uh Hedwig go through like that botched surgery and then like at a year after the marriage they're like well I'm gonna take off with the, the actual with the like yeah dude um okay I was yeah I was because I felt like that just kind of that scene transition just happens where it's like she's in the trailer and then Luther just is like there with another dude and then they're leaving yeah, um, yeah I think you're kind of just supposed to read between the lines at that yeah. point well, I, I guess at first maybe I was also considering like, oh, is this like someone tied to the music situation? Like, is Luther just like trying to like, because they don't make it. And, and again, unless I just missed a, missed dialogue or something, I don't think they make it explicit up front with the 
I mean, no, because in the beginning, Hedwig is performing music in Berlin still, right? Or in, in Europe somewhere, right? Their film, like she is performing mm, no. at that, like she outside and only one person is there? Or is that in the United States? That was like in the middle of the tour. Okay. With that, that one person, and then she starts explaining like part of her backstory, and then the person comes. Oh, at at, at the, the Menses Festival. Yeah. <laughs> they were playing stage nine at the Menses Festival. I thought that was kind of funny too. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Are you talking about means. the part? You're talking about the part where there's only like one one person, person in the crowd, and, and they sit and on the, the stage, right? And the lady comes out of the porta potty behind them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is at the Menses Festival. That's what the the sign says, and there the sign above their head says "Stage Nine, meaning that they are <laughs> oh, so okay at a festival that is like, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? We were saying. Da, 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 da. Uh, I I I guess I was just saying I wasn't sure if like when the Luther scene happened, I wasn't sure if the person he was leaving with was music related. I think that's what oh, I initially okay. was oh. thinking. Like, oh, is this, is Luther like partially interested in Hedwig because of the music situation, but then found this other person that's singing music? Because uh, yeah, I don't think they I'm, show you who Tommy is yet at that point, right? But they, no, but you know that she that's... had her music stolen? Yeah. I okay. think, I'm pretty sure like for a good portion of like the beginning of the movie, you're, you're left in the dark about what, the particular beef with Tommy is. And then there was a point, I think at the, it was either at the Menzies festival or like the next performance where she's like, okay, I know you guys want to know about Tommy. Let me sit down and tell you more about what. Yeah. Well, doesn't the manager say something before that about like, you got to leave Tommy alone. Like it's considered stalking or something. So you just think it's like, she's stalking him or something. We, we know, I think at that point we know that she says like, she stole my music. And I, you know, that, she's following him around in order to like kind of drum up, um, you know, to tell more people that, you know, it's her music, but we don't really know what her connection, other than her saying like, you know, he stole my music. We don't really know what their connection is or like how that would have come about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, the more we're talking about it, I, I kind of like this movie like more than I initially thought maybe as the more we're talking about it. Like I th- I think it does have like some good scenes. It has good music. I think the acting is good. The story it's telling is clearly very uh, interesting to me. Um, I wish I watched it before I watched. Um, I do too, actually. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I do too. Cause I think I would have like, now that I'm thinking about it, I know I said off the top, I probably wouldn't watch either of these movies again. I would probably watch this movie again at some point to maybe dive a little bit deeper into it and, like, appreciate the music a little bit more, I think. Um, I did watch this movie first because it was shorter. I was like, let me just bang this one out real quick. Well, I think I think Earwig and the, and the Angry Witch is also two hours, so I was just at, a, at the two... I was at the... I gotta watch four hours of this before I can watch four hours of Stranger Things. Yeah, that makes sense. That was my motivation. It was, I need to make sure I watch both of these movies before Stranger Things comes back because I don't want to, I, when Friday came along, I wanted to be able to just watch Stranger Things. So, um, I think as a group, we probably need to start watching the movies before the last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I do yeah. something. I, I like, I, yeah. It's... I mean, I watched Moulin Rouge a few weeks ago, but still. 
no, I, this is I like definitely the most think TV I've watched in the last like month. Like I like the last two months I've like consumed so much like TV, like because there's been a lot of good shows on mm-hmm. that. Like any free time I have, I'm like watching like The Boys or watching like Stranger Things or like you know anything I can get. If if Todd has his movie picks today, I can probably watch them sometime this week. I do. Well, I I'm I'm torn on what I'm gonna do. <laughs> okay. Okay. No pressure. I'm just saying I, I have free time this week. I can I can make it happen. I mean, I definitely have it picked by this week. I, I'm, I was deciding if I should do a poll or just pick it. You know, you do what you got to do. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to twist arms. I meant to look this up more before we recorded this, but I believe Hedwig and the Angry Inch might be based on a true person. I think it's actually an adaptation of a Broadway play or musical. Um, but I believe Hedwig is either a real person or is based off of a real, real person. Um, she was a German army wife, but also a prostitute. Uh, Sorry, both of those things are correct. The uh, play came out in 1998, I believe, and the movie came out in 2001. It is based on John Cameron Mitchell's babysitter, I believe. She was a German yes. prostitute. Yes. So wait, so he was Tommy? Maybe. <laughs> um, uh, this, uh, I believe that on Broadway, I could be wrong, he may not have done it on Broadway, but uh, Neil Patrick Harris has played Hedwig. Uh, yeah, I was stage. just looking at that. <clears throat> yeah. So it seems like I'm I'm briefly scrolling through the off Broadway show some stuff about that and it seems like the 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 Broadway show was very successful for its run in theaters. I don't know. I don't think it's still in theaters. I don't know how Broadway runs work, but it's uh, probably off Broadway at this point if it's still running. But it seems like it was very successful. Um after the success of the off Broadway production, Mitchell began working on a screenplay for a movie ab- adaptation. I think the play is just called Hedwig. Um, film with a six million dollar budget. Mitchell directed the film and reprised the role of Hedwig with Michael Pitt as Tommy. Mitchell and the band opted to record the film score live over a decade oh, before uh, Les Mis Rob did. There's actually give... a bunch of people that have played Hedwig. You can keep sorry, keep reading. I just got uh, surprised at the list. Yeah, pull up a list. Uh, to give the songs a grittier rock concert sound, they performed everything live. It paid off. Hedwig took home. Best Director in Audience Awards at Sundance Film Festival, and Mitchell garnered a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actor. Um, 14 years after its final off-Broadway performance, Hedwig is back in New York City in a newly reimagined production directed by Michael Meyer, uh, featuring Lena Hall as Yitzhak and starring uh, Neil Patrick Harris in the title role. So people that have played um Hedwig on stage. Uh Neil Patrick Harris. Oh Dom got booted up. Uh while we wait for Dom to rejoin. Uh he was in the middle of uh I will just Neil Patrick Harris (laughs) Google list in case he does not (laughs) able to back join back in but looks like he is joining back in now so I will continue to vamp for another minute. Um while he is doing that we can hear you. We cannot see you yet, but we can hear you. 
I don't know what just happened. It literally just Discord just closed and so they get back you. Up. Uh, so we heard you say um, Neil Patrick Harris, I believe. That was Neil Patrick Harris, um, Lena Hall, who is like a big Broadway person, uh, Darren Chris. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Darren Chris. He's also he was in the assassination of uh, Versace. Um, he oh, House was... of Gucci. No, not that one. American Crime Story. Um. Tay Diggs, Ali Sheedy, uh, Anthony Rapp. I feel a like that's a, uh, yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good list. Um, I don't know how don't often know. Broadway cycles like actors for roles like that in those shows. I know that, uh, I don't know anything. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even pretend to say anything about. Broadway, because I don't know anything about Broadway. I was going to say, I know that Jesse uh, works on Broadway, so he would have been a good resource, but I'm not going to message him randomly right now to be like, hey, how often do actors switch up in roles, etc.? Uh, it looks like the Broadway production closed in 2015. Okay. After 22 previews and 507 regular performances. Again, I don't know. In comparison, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm assuming just by the article I quickly glanced over, it seems like it had a good run on in theater. So, um, it sounds impressive. Uh, apparently, With in 2019, people... in 2019, John Cameron Mitchell did a uh, the origin of love Sto love tour, which is the songs and stories of Hedwig. It was like a stripped down version of the play. Okay. So even in t like twenty years later, it was still like it's still a I don't know Broadway. It still like has Broadway pull, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I, I, I can, I can understand why people would love Moulin Rouge. Like, I can understand that. I, I just didn't vibe vibe with me. I can understand why people would not like Moulin Rouge. And I can understand the both of those same things with Hedwig. Um, but Hedwig was just more of my type of movie, I think. Just from the story it was telling, the way it was shot, the music, the acting, I thought it was it was all very good. Um, I still don't know if I fully interpret the candy scene, and that is probably the, the visual that has stuck with me the most. Part of it is definitely the Hansel and Gretel portion of it his name was hansel as a kid okay. hansel and gretel laid out candy so that they could find their way back okay yeah so i'm sure that was a big portion of that okay the way he found his way back to luther was candy, candy. that clearly he put there i don't know it was that luther that luther put there yes yeah yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the gummy bear scene had to have also been some sort of awakening for Hedwig as well. I'm sure there's some other something meaning that behind there, but yeah, I am not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but that is like the, the visual that I think I has stuck with me from the movie is that and that and probably the the end not the end alleyway scene, but the end 
performance where Hedwig takes the wig off and I think is also not wearing might only be in pants or underwear. I think just an underwear and has Tommy's cross. Yes. Yes. Forehead. Um, I thought that was a, uh, a, a striking scene. I also like the scene when he comes to her in the, towards the end in the car and they are driving and it seems like he's trying to like forgive but then it quickly turns into like Hedwig being like, "No, you changed the words of the song because you don't know what the Hedwig's fucking words just mean." Not these are my person. fucking songs. Hedwig's yeah. just not a good person. Yeah. No, it's almost like a bad representation in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <it's> like... <laughs> well, not not necessarily a bad reputation. It's just like Hedwig is just not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. What? She's troubled. Like the, the whole yeah. her whole reaction to um her husband trying to leave, and then she like has the passport and like man, and then yeah, tears she it rips up. up the passport. Like that, that was yeah. yeah. Oh, you're gonna try to go out and be successful? Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Not I mean, great. it. Th- there's a lot going on. Uh, I also saw like I was like watching that happen like there were so many like references to rent like throughout the first half of the movie. I was like, something is something about rent is going to happen. Does that happen in rent? No, the, the husband was like, had auditioned for a part in. Oh yes. Okay. The, like the Lithuanian tour of rent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about Hedwig before we wrap things up? Mike's sleepy. Mike's got a little Yanni boy over there. Uh, the only other thing I was going to say is I had just looked it up. Uh, there was a 2020 episode of Riverdale that was a musical episode, and apparently the episode was based on Hedwig. Interesting. Yeah, it was. De- I, I will say this about pretty much all of the movies we watch. I'm happier to have said, like, to have watched these films to to gain, you know, different sort of artistic expression because again i don't watch a lot of movies and i think between our four picks we kind of run the gamut of genre style writing you know whatever it may be we're kind of jumping all over the place um i have a theme every year yeah you have a theme every year but um i think i think this is a like a a movie that i will probably think about from time to time and I could see myself watching it again at some point. I would almost venture that if you take a trip to Provincetown this summer, I almost wonder if there's like a lot of like Hedwig references, like in windows and like what, like things that I feel like you'll Maybe. notice that because you of this wouldn't yeah. have noticed before. Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the concerts in the movie is in Rhode Island, which is not Provincetown, but it is, Closer yeah. to us. One of them is in Rhode Island. I forget what, what it says when it pops up. It, uh, it, it is when they, it is when she tries to go to Tommy's like mall signing that is in Rhode Island. Okay. I don't know if it's an actual mall in Rhode Island or whatever, but it, the scene transition on the screen was blah, 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 Rhode Island. And I only remember that because when it happened, I was like, nobody fucking goes to Rhode Island. Um, right. But yeah, uh, overall, I liked it. Thought it was a good film. Yeah, 
when Dom pulls back in, we will wrap things up with uh I'm here. I movie really version, don't know what's happening. Movie version of what's in the box that we just played on the last episode. If you're new to the show, this is your first episode, or you don't know what we're about to play, every week we play uh either what's in the box or a different type of trivia slash I don't know how else to describe it. I'll just call it trivia. Is there another way to describe these types of games, Mike? There's yeah, trivia. Yeah, the I don't fucking know. We'll, we'll, game we'll show. Name. Game show. Uh, we keep track of the points all year long. The scoreboard for the year. What's up? What do you got? I was going to say, I hope Dom's about to say his guess and he knows it and then he gets kicked out and I'm going to be like, oh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scoreboard. I, I was, I'm considering switching to my phone, but we'll see. The scoreboard for the year so far is Dom at 37, Todd at 27, Mike at 21, and a bunch of guest points. But as we are in a PTC Movie Club episode, I thought it would be better to do a movie-related thing. So we will do what we did in the last episode for Moulin Rouge, and we will play uh, a movie game. So the way it works, I have two different movies, three different tiered points. I will reveal information per tier. Whoever gets it on those tiers gets the points. The movie will get easier to guess as we get lower on tiers, but the point value will get lower. To balance things out, movie number one. With a budget of $35 million and a worldwide box office of just over $87 million, this movie released... In 2008. 2000. Was the box office 100 and what? Huh? Tard, are you paying attention? 35 was... million budget, 87 worldwide. 87 worldwide in 2008. 87 Correct. million worldwide in 2008, I feel like is not a good pull. Unless I mean, it's, it's decent. Like, movie. The, the movie was financially, uh, yeah, financially it did well. It made its money back. It made, yeah, it was a pro. It, they made a profit. Yeah, pr- probably. I don't remember how much you have to factor in for marketing. I think, or if this I film think was it, even marketed. I think it's one point five. Um, but we also don't know what kind of film this is that may not have mar- been marketed very well. Yeah. Um, 2008. 2008. Uh, 2008. Remind our listeners and viewers, they each get two guesses per tier. That's true. Wait, did anyone say Transformers yet? No, but it's wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm joking. I'm, I'm going to guess Step Brothers. Incorrect. I like that guess. I'm going to uh, guess Little Miss Sunshine. Interesting. I think that's 2005. Is it? Oh, no. oh, a terrible like guess, though. Not a terrible guess. I'm going to double check that. Two and six. 
Um, Can I do this? Budget so, of thirty-five and a box office of eighty-seven. Box office of eighty-seven. Uh, okay, uh, thirty-five. I think that's pretty. Two thousand eight. Let's see. Two thousand eight would have been both Iron Man and maybe The Dark Knight. Yeah, those movies made way more than that, though. I know they made way more. I'm just trying to get myself in the mindset of yeah. what I'm seeing that year. No, I got nothing. Just I got nothing. Mike, you're moving on to tier two. I'm moving on to tier two. I don't. I don't. I'm just gonna be spitting out. I'll spend more time trying to think of like what movies came out that yeah, year. Yeah, same. Does anyone else have guesses? Or Dom does not. Todd, do you have? guesses for no, i'd just be throwing shit against the wall um we'll wait for dom to return before we officially I'm move here. on to tier i'm two. here I'm okay here. do you have another guess for tier two dom i'm sorry um, for tier three for tier for tier one? Oh, for whatever you're calling this um tier three points um do i have another guess 2008 um 2008 um, two thousand and eight. Um, my 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 other guess for this tier is going to be, I don't know. Uh, just to go with it. Incorrect. I don't know what Adam Sandler movie would have come out that year. <laughs> we will move on to tier two, which, if a correct guess is made here, will result in two points for the correct answer. With a budget of that's the wrong piece of paper. With a budget of thirty-five million, a box office of eighty-seven million, this rated PG thirteen film mm-hmm. released in October seventeenth of two thousand eight. October. October. So I'm gonna say is, it, is there anything else you give on this one or no? This round, I can't remember. Uh, I mean, no, I can give. He gave a fun fact last time. I think that was it. Oh, it you know what I gave? I g- no, I gave. Uh, I gave a awards. I apologize. Oh, uh, this movie wasn't. Uh, where is this? This movie was nominated for. One Razzie for worst actor. One Razzie. I think worst I actor two thousand eight. Um, uh, I'm gonna take a guess. I don't know if this is the name of a movie though, so like it could fuck me up. No, I don't. I don't know the name of it. I I don't think it would have made that much money either. Maybe that's the name of it. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait for someone else to guess. Okay. Um, all right. So this is a a bad. Well, yeah, a bad film. We'll just say bad film. Uh, two thousand eight October. So the tier one will be tagline because I feel like mm-hmm. so far for any movie I've looked up, the tagline is pretty revealing. Uh, so I will continue to keep tier one the tagline. If you would like me to put one of these things in here, director or distribution company i can do that 
I probably would end up wanting that for at some point. I don't know if I need it right now, but I think that would be something useful. Um, do 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 do. I uh, will 2008, 2008. Can I guess the director? Is that going to help you? I don't know. Do we, what do we all still have one guess for 2008 for this second one? Yes. I think we all have. Or two guesses, sure. We all have two guesses for this. Yeah, then why don't you give us the director? Fine. I will give you the director and the distribution company, but then it results in everyone only getting one guess. For tier two. Yeah, that's fair. Directed by John Moore, and uh, it was a 20th century Fox film. I don't even know who fucking John Moore is. I feel like I'm pretty good uh, with directors, too. Yeah. I was thinking it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I was thinking of The Happening or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, I was thinking you, of Mark Wahlberg definitely getting you, a Razzie for that. You may know this director from this film, or... Flight of the Phoenix, or The Omen, or Behind Enemy Lines. Oh, weird. Behind Enemy Lines is like those films. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, Behind Enemy Lines. Isn't that that wow guy? (laughs) Yes, I believe so. (laughs) The chat is very, very uh, invested in this movie pick. How many guesses do I get? On this one. tier, you have one guess. Yeah, we um, we we used a guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use a guess. Uh, is it high noon? It is not high noon. That's it. That's the Jackie Chan one, isn't it? That's the Jackie Chan one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was it? What no, was it? Like no, 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 Shanghai. Noon? No, Shanghai noon. Mm. That was Shanghai noon. Shanghai Sorry, that's. Noon. So I was trying to what say. was the one with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco? Was that high noon? No, no your one, highness. Your highness. Your highness. The one with, with, one with Natalie Portman? Yeah. Um, oh, wait. Is it eight? I feel like that might have made more money. I think Superbad was 2007, 2008. Uh, Actually, 2008, uh, probably, but I don't think that would have been Razzie. I think it would have made more money. That was like. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, that movie did very well, but that was a big movie when it came out. Did Tropic Thunder um, do well? Yeah, I think so. Okay, people loved that Tom Cruise reveal at the end. People fucking loved that Tom Cruise reveal. Twentieth Century Fox. Knowing that he directed Behind Enemy Lines is definitely this guy's a shitty director. So like, I'm not surprised that he has like Raz. I mean, I don't know if any of that is a is a is a help or not to this. Film. Just it just makes me see that makes makes me think I never saw it because I never saw it behind enemy lines. I saw like half of it. Uh, for a context clue, I can say I feel pretty confidently that at least Todd has seen this movie. At least yeah, Todd has seen this movie. Todd's, yes. movie about, Todd's watches movies. Be more of a clue if you've watched this movie. I don't remember. <laughs> I have another guess, I, but I'm going to have to wait till the next one. I may have seen it. I just don't remember. Although, I guess. 
That's a confusing clue. What? That you may have seen it, but you don't remember. Uh, <laughs> in 2008, if I saw it, it might have been like, yeah, I'll go see it. And like, I went and saw it in theaters, but you know. And I mean, it, it, based on the information that we all have right now, it's, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it made double its budget, a little over double its budget, but was it a movie people enjoyed saw? Oh, you know what movie came out around that time? I'm going to just throw out a guess because I, I don't want to waste any more time. Sex Drive. That might have been 2009, but I'm going to say Sex Drive. I saw Incorrect. that. I, I think it's possible that other you two have also seen the film. I just don't know. And I ha- <laughs> honestly don't know if Todd has seen the film. I I'm, just, <laughs> I'm taking a guess that I think Todd may have drive. seen this movie. Sex nope. I don't know. I've got nothing. I'm... Are we moving to the final right. tier? I'm going to guess Pineapple Express. Incorrect. That I was, also uh, love that film. That's yeah, a great movie. <laughs> I was gonna I, say. No rats. I just don't movie. have a better guess right now. Right. I, I would say I'd have to th- sit down and think about it, but out of like those people's groups of movies, Pineapple Express might be my favorite one. Like I might, I might like Pineapple That's Express better, more yeah. than Superbad. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm with you. And you're a big stoner, so I get it. But yeah. bro, I'm the highest. <laughs> I'm the highest I ever been. What about um? This is the end. Was that what it's called? I really like this is the end. I do too. But I feel like I would be more susceptible to rewatching at this point. Pineapple Express, if and I Michael would rather Sarah just watch clips of, of this, this is the end. end. If Michael Sarah was in more of this is the end, that movie could have been like a top tier movie. Yeah, like they took I, him out I, way I, too I, quick. Yeah. There were a couple of them that got taken out too quick, but yeah. I, I, I think I would probably rather watch clips of that movie and not watch that full movie again. Right. Um. So the tier one is the tagline. And we're all gonna be like, oh. And I think I should institute this type of ruling for tier one because it does make it easier. If you guess, you cannot blurt out a second guess until the other two people have had a moment yeah, that makes to sense. guess. Um, mm-hmm. With a budget of $35 million, With a box office of $87 million, Released on October 17th, 2008. This PG-13 film... I forgot it was PG thirteen. Was advertised I was like another movie that's not PG thirteen. Yeah. Was advertised with the tagline, "I don't believe in heaven. I believe in pain. I believe in fear. I believe in death." So I was gonna say role models, but like that's our, I believe. Yeah. Right now, no. After that line, no. But like. What's role models? The like Sean William Scott movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I think that yeah, movie came out later. I think that movie came out later. Read that. I don't believe in heaven. I believe in pain. I believe in fear. I believe in death. Was that what it was? That is correct, Mike. You don't get any points for that, but I am impressed. No, okay. I got nothing. Is that is that the only tagline you can say? That is. I mean, I can see if there's a second tagline. Let me see. No, that's fine. Uh, From the director of Behind Enemy Lines and The Omen. 
the omen what's the omen too is that the remake like of the it original the remake. yeah yeah i didn't even know they remade i didn't even know they remade one um razzy like i do like, yeah, i keep on forgetting razzy. about the razzy yeah the razzy used to be like the dead giveaway because I just was coming up with a guess for the tagline, but it doesn't make sense that he would have been given a Razzie. PG-13, now, right? Yeah. And that's so it's, it can't be a comedy after that, after what he just said. No. Well, based off of the director's comedy, things. Yeah, true. Wait, Brendan, we saw Pineapple Express in the theaters, and we that was like the craziest movie experience. We saw it at midnight, I, I believe. Yeah, and, and like when there was so fucking crazy. high, <laughs> but the people were like throwing shit and everything, and that like it yeah. was nuts. I remember it being like a very crazy experience. Uh, I can't find another tagline. So, okay. I mean, I can give you other information of the film. I can give you the main actor, but I feel like those types of things might. Just give us side actor. Qu- yeah, just who, just give who, us the main actor. Yeah, okay. no, give us <laughs> yeah, give us a side actor. That's fine. Let me take a look. Let me take a peek here. Um, so the not top build actor. I will start. I will start a little bit lower, and we will work slowly closer to the top build. But I am probably not going to give you the top billing actor. Um. Ludicrous. Who's that? Is uh, it? Is it? I mean, eighty-seven million. Uh, it's not bad, or whatever it was. Luda. 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 <laughs> Luda was in. I kind of remember a horror film with Ludicrous in it, but I, I can't gonna, remember yeah, it what it was. Too. I like. I remember Luda being in a bunch of movies besides Fast and the Furious too. That was. I was going to say a Fast and the Furious film. Yeah, but that that, that, be... that no, because he was in he was in the second one. I think he was in Too Fast Too Furious, and I think that was still way early two thousands. And then it kind of came back after Tokyo Drift in two thousand five. He was in a bunch I of movies though back then. He was in a horror film. I remember. I do remember him being in a horror film. I never saw it, but I I could just. I remember like seeing commercials and thinking to myself, I'm like, how do they kill him off in that movie? But what was it? Chris O'Donnell. Ooh. He was still now, making movies then? Yeah, I was gonna say. What did happen to him? Bo Bridges. Another random dude. Uh Batman and Robin happened to Chris O'Donnell, by the way. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but that would have been that would have been before. But, but George Clooney made it out mm-hmm. of those bad movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mila Kunis. I do know this movie. I definitely still don't. Yeah, I don't either. Mila Kunis, Chris O'Donnell, and Ludacris. And I Bo remember Bridges. Mila Kunis and, and I and Bo <laughs> forget Bo Bridges and Chris O'Donnell. I know. I remember a movie. Who's the top bill? With those two, he's hiding Wait, it from us. Was I, Mila Kunis right. the second? Does IMDb list them in order of? Operation, like I don't know how IMDb lists the actors. I mean, I, I, I know, know who the top billing actor is, and I am not reading their name. Yeah, I, I don't I remember if IMDb though. is in order. Yeah, I think IMDb is in order of uh, okay, like top build. So Mila Kunis is 
the <coughs> second build person, according to IMDb. Does that mean Chris O'Donnell is third or fourth? Uh, fifth. Sorry. So it, goes Chris O'Donnell, it goes Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> Ludacris, Bo Bridges, Mila Kunis. If this is, is the movie, order. is the movie just friends? No. <laughs> also, I think that movie is like, isn't that movie like, uh, Deadpool and like Julia, not Julia, uh, Julia no, it's uh, no. Justin Timberlake, Natalie Portman. No, it's not Natalie Portman. Isn't just friends one the one? With... Isn't just friends the one where fucking Deadpool is like fat and then he's like with not Julia Roberts who plays fucking who plays uh who plays oh. who plays the woman in the blind side the girl blindfolded blind bird box Sandra Bullock what movie okay, is that that is a propo- that's a proposal that's a proposal yeah. but that's, that's a proposal that's, right that's fucking Ryan fucking okay pool yeah thinking of the girl from Road Trip proposal but the movie where Ryan Reynolds was fat is a different movie. Yeah, that that one's so. called yeah, just friends. That one, just friends, is the one where he's like fat and the, the uh, I forget who the the main woman is, but Amy I think something. Brittany. Amy no. Smart. Amy Smart. Amy is Smart. Who? I think Amy Smart is the one that he wants to get with, and I think Brittany's. Uh, Brittany I forget. There was like a girl that was Brittany Murphy. Maybe someone was like crazy about him. Like yeah. she was like the she was like playing a Britney Spears sort of analog. So that oh, was that's crazy just friends. Love. And then, and then that's a good movie. Mila Kunis was in that movie um, Friends with Benefits, I think. That's what I was but thinking. There's another that's, movie. Timberlake. that's yeah. Justin Timberlake. There's right? another movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's another there's movie with, with Kutcher, and... Kutcher and Natalie Portman, which was called um... Friends with Benefits. <laughs> no. All right. Just a tip. One's called I... Friends with Benefits I... and one's called... We have passed the grace period. We have passed the grace period of Todd not being able to answer again. I will read through a few different things again. With a budget of thirty-five million and a worldwide box office of eighty-seven million, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. movie came out in October seventeenth, two thousand eight. Yeah, it has Bill Bridges in it. We know. PG thirteen. Yep. The tagline is. Where I go? don't believe in heaven. I. Believe in fear. Uh, I'll just read it. Like in fear and uh, death. I don't remember if that's right. I don't pain believe fear. in heaven. I believe in pain. I believe in fear. I believe in death. What did you say, Dom? That was what I said. Oh. Uh, uh, Eric in the chat said, No strings attached was the Natalie Porton Ashton. No strings attached. No strings attached. There we go. Is that the one where she's a teacher or something? Or am I thinking of an even I different don't... movie? You're thinking I don't of know. One of the... No, uh, Bad Teacher with with. <laughs> oh with, yeah, uh... Mila Kunis. Is that Mila Kunis? Is no, that was Cameron. No, it's Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah, it was Cameron Diaz. Diaz. I think there's one with Natalie. Uh, with yeah, well, it's too late now. It's, yeah. You think about Bad Mom. Well, now I just know. <laughs> Eric, Eric we know said, everything besides the movie that Brandon's trying to get us to say. <laughs> Eric said, "I don't know," but my first tweet ever was about going to see that movie. And I don't know what movie he's referencing now, but it's even better that way. Um, so the cast that I have revealed so far is in IMDb order: Chris O'Donnell. Should be like a two thousand like one movie with the cast. Ludacris. I know. Bo Bridges, Mila Kunis. The I will not reveal to you the 
the top billed actor. But I, I will say, I don't even think we'll still get it. <laughs> I will say this: the top billed actor is from Massachusetts. Oh, it's Mark Wahlberg. Oh um, shit! Not another team movie. It's fucking Max Payne. No. It's Max Payne. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. Dom gets the point. I don't even uh, know who anyone in that as movie soon as is. I said, as soon as I said Mark Wahlberg, I was like, oh, fuck. Mila Kunis was in Max Payne. That's why I didn't want to say Mark Wahlberg. I had a I feeling know. you were going to pick Max Payne, too, ironically enough. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I started revealing the movie earlier in the chat, <laughs> Jade, Jade said, LMAO, good pick. And I wrote, Todd is going to be so mad if he doesn't get this movie. No, I'm not mad. That movie was terrible. That movie was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, apparently Ludacris plays Jim Bravura in... Yeah, I don't remember anyone in that movie. I remember being like, why is Mark Wahlberg playing Max Payne the whole time? I was like... Is it like, I don't know if it's a faithful a- adaptation of the games. So I don't know if Lieutenant no, Jim Bravura is a person, but... I can't remember. It's uh, yeah. I uh, I have a crying baby, so I might have to bow out of this last one. No, I think it was it, wasn't it? Oh, was that it? Only one. We can. It was a long one, but it was one. We can do one more, or we oh, can call it. Shit. I mean, I can start it, and Todd can filter back and forth as he needs well, so, to. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the camera, and I'm gonna do this in the dark right now, and I'm gonna press mute, and if I know it, I'm just gonna fucking jump in. And... Oh boy, Todd's Todd's doing hot hot mic, mm. hot kid mic. No. <laughs> Not those words in a sentence. Uh, So that brings us to our final movie. Uh, Let me pull up the correct stats here so I don't say this incorrectly. With a budget of nine million. Yikes. This nineteen ninety-eight film grossed a little over 17 million that is your three point reveal 1998 1998 9 million dollars 9 million it didn't even make back double it did not even make back double 1998 who guesses on the board for the panel. Nine million in nineteen ninety eight. Um ninety eight. What am I doing in ninety eight? I was shooting crafts behind my middle school. Nine million. Hey, I love them dice, boys. I love them dice. All right, so let's, Mike. Let's real quick. We've mm-hmm. done we've done Shrek. Yeah. We've done uh, Doom. We've done Max Payne. Do we think mm-hmm. that it's just another fucking video game movie? Shrek is not a video game movie. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. Um. What video game movie would have been in the ninety eight? The only thing. How old is Resident Evil? The first one. The first one, I think, was still 2000s. I think even okay. Tomb Raider was also in the 2000s, I think. I don't know. He's got a, he's got a, he had like a little giggle face on there for a second. So, yeah. I mean, it, it could have been. Let's keep, ta- let's keep talking about it. Um, 
I'm on my phone. I'm giggling at other stuff. Um, <laughs> He's looking at nothing. He's at the calculator open. He's like, <laughs> that'll um, show him. So you you might not be wrong. Okay, I'll say that much. You might not be wrong. Um, we know from we know from looking it up before that it's not Silent Hill. Yeah, Silent Hill. I think was closer. I think I was closer to whatever the date was for that film that he had picked at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, were all of the Street Fighter movies done by that point? I mean, before recently. Yeah, like the old ones that had uh, Raul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I want to say those were done. I forget what year that guy died. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix the cameras now that Todd's not here, and I guarantee as soon as I do that, Todd's gonna fucking come back and it's gonna fuck the cameras up again. But I'll I'll move yeah. it so that at least Mike is not hidden right now. Maybe you should have uh, multiple scenes set up so that way. Depending, I mean, that would be what what a actual production would do. But Mortal Kombat too. Incorrect. Oh, there's another. There's another franchise that I far forgot about at that Pl- point. Though. Yeah, we completely forgot about. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm going to use one of my guesses to say Resident Evil. Incorrect. Do I throw out a a video game guess? I don't think there's anything else that fits in that time know. frame. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Tekken movies came out later. The Mortal Kombat movies, even if it was a Mortal Kombat film it would have been a weird number that I'm not going to be able to pick out. And same with Street Fighter. So I don't, I don't even remember how many Street Fighter movies there were. Were there three? Yeah, who knows? Um, let's see. 98. Put this in context of other films. Toy Story 2 was 99. Was Blade uh, 1998 or was that 1999? I think Blade was 98, but I think Blade did better. No, no I'm, just, was... I'm just trying to put a... Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Just it. trying to put a time frame on Yeah, I think Blade was 98. Um, and it definitely would have been... It definitely would have spent more than 9 million. Mm. Budget of 9 million. Gross of 17 million. 1998. Um, I'm just going to throw out a guess. I'm going to say The Nutty Professor. Incorrect. I'm pretty sure that movie made more than 17 million. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I would imagine it did. I would I probably imagine it had a bigger budget too. Eddie Murphy was huge at that time, no? Yeah, he should have. They may have they may have spent nine million dollars on having Eddie Murphy be in that movie. Yeah. Well, does, Another does Eddie Murphy for the prosthetics? He's, does Eddie yeah. Murphy have his own production company? I feel like he must own that know. character. I have no idea though. I believe Mike has burned two guesses, and you and Todd have each burned one. I believe. Nine million budget. Um, you guessed. Well, I don't you even did guess. What you guessed, you guessed first, Mike. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, I don't it, even remember what you guessed either time. Yeah. What did you <laughs> yeah. guess? I, what was I, your last I, guess? I, I don't. I just said Nutty Professor. I don't so, remember what my other guess is. Some, I don't really care. Someone, someone guessed Resident Evil, and someone that guessed Todd guessed Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Alright, that's good, because he guessed Mortal Kombat 2. So that means that it wasn't Mortal Kombat and it wasn't Mortal Kombat 2. There you go, you get a freebie. 
I think yeah. Mike already guessed twice, but you can guess if if they're fine with it, Mike. I don't care. You can guess a second time. I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, care. I don't. I don't have any. I don't. I I couldn't even think of another thing. With the information I have, I don't think I could come up with anything else. Nine million have... makes me think that it's like a like a really like low budget movie, or that it's like a comedy, yeah. like that doesn't need. Yeah. If we have the panel's consent, yeah. we can move to tier two. Yeah, we can move. We can move to tier two. Yeah, move on to tier. Yeah, Todd, move are we also are we also feeling to move to tier two, Todd? Or do you have another guess? Yeah, you can go to tier two. I'm right here, guys. Uh, then with Todd's approval, we'll move to tier two. So with a budget of nine, with a worldwide of seventeen, this movie released December eleventh, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, what do what do we normally do? Oh, uh, this is a. Rated R film on awards and awards. Thank you. Uh, let's see. This movie may not have been nominated for an Oscar, but it does have 16 nominations and 16 wins from other. Establishments. Mother I, am not, I am not going to read them all. I will read you some of the categories. Uh, best actor in a supporting role. Uh, are these best... like Golden Globe things? Or are they like Sundance things? Or... Um, let's see. There are, it looks like there are 16 separate ones. And I don't am not familiar with a lot of them. So I will give you the Golden Globe. Which was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. The rest all seem like much smaller types of And you awards. said nominated, right? Nothing, not, didn't win anything? For the Golden Globe, it was a nomination. It does have wins in some of these other smaller things, okay. but the Golden Globe is a nomination. And there's no Razzies. There are no Razzies, I'll give you that. So we didn't hate it all that much. It just didn't make a lot of money. It's got a nomination uh, at the Teen Choice Awards for uh, Breakout Performance. Rated R? It had a Teen Choice Award? Listen, I'm just reading what the IMDb page says. Hey, listen, you don't have to be 17 to see a rated R film, so. Oh, wait. Oops. Breakout performance. It doesn't necessarily mean that this person actually broke out. That might have been like their one and done. They might have. That might have been the Chris O'Donnell. I didn't know IMDb does this. At the bottom of my page, it has recently viewed, and now my recently viewed is Max Payne, Ludacris, Robin. I don't know. Forget what his name is. O'Donnell? O'Connell? O'Donnell? Chris, Chris O'Donnell. The director for. The movie. Other supporting actors from Doom. Yeah, you, you're on a wild ride. IMDb doesn't know what to make of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hey, Mike. Mm-hmm. 
no, it, that's I think that's too early. You want you, know, you want a celebrity a celebrity pull from Jen? You want Jen to give a fact about the movie? <laughs> I, I want to say yes, just uh, Jen, just to see what that would have. Do you want to give them a hint on this movie? I'm gonna mute my mic. Mike, stop. How many Britney Spears albums do we have by 1998? Uh, one more time was like 99, wasn't it? It might have been 98. I think that was her first wanted, one. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't Crossroads. <laughs> no, I don't think it was Crossroads yet. We weren't ready. We weren't ready for that. I'm just thinking if it's rated R and it won a Teen Choice Awards, then it's like some like 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 pop like like pop yeah yeah um, and, a, and a breakout role makes me think that it's like a musician or something you know what ha- I mean? has anyone yeah. guessed yet this round no, no. okay no. if the panel is okay with it mm-hmm. jen will give you a quote that she thinks is from this movie <laughs> I, I, I absolutely, yes absolutely yes yes quote, uh, i'll guess on this but i want i want this yeah i, I want right. to hear i want to hear what she thinks is said in this so, film so this will this will well, no you can say it. this will bring it to one guest on tier two perfect todd are I you like on him. board it doesn't matter he's on board. yeah i'm here i'm here all right jen what is your quote these are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Oh, I know this. <laughs> oh, uh, Van Wilder. <laughs> it is not Van Wilder. Wait, did I, oh, wait, oh, oh my God. Someone else make a guess. Oh, why did I say it's 98? Uh, no, it's not. I know that line. I used to say that line all the time. It does sound gonna, familiar. Did you really, Todd? Yes. It does sound familiar. I'm gonna. I know. Can I waste a guess? I'm gonna waste a guess. Yeah, waste one because I need another guess. I think this move. I think this is too early. I'm gonna say uh, uh, Harold and Kumar. No, no Mike, it is not. I will. I can't. I can't say this because it's unfair. Because you oh, both. Can I guess? Can I guess? No. I don't get another guess. Do I? No, I mean, not until tier one. Oh my god. But I have I have fact checked the quote, so I do know the answer if it is indeed from this movie or not. Yeah, I know what they are. I know what it is. God damn it! I don't know why I said Van Wilder. I was thinking of, but why? No. <laughs> oh, is that what that gif is from? Yeah. Oh. Oh no, that's from Harold and Kumar. I'm sorry. That's that's Harold and Kumar. That's what I was thinking of, though. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. I know what this is now, though. So if they don't get it, I have it. Tom, it sounds like Todd knows. So this is this two know. points, two po- two big ones riding on this. I cannot reveal more information because then it would be unfair. Yeah, but Todd also thought he knew the other one and it ended up being Max Payne. That's true, but I'm I'm, I'm like I'm ninety ninety percent sure I, that I'm right with this. Uh. I don't know. Is it a scary movie? It is no. not a scary movie. That brings us to tier one. Again, if you guess, Todd, or anyone, there is a buffer period to let the other people guess. So, okay. it's, uh, Can I guess? If you want to guess before the tagline, go for it. It's Rushmore. It is indeed Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> and the quote is from Rushmore. The tagline is, 
Uh, I can't believe I, I could have got two points on that. I'm so fucking pissed. I jumped the gun. It. I fucking jumped the gun. Uh, where the fuck did the tagline go? Van Wilder. What the fuck? Was that I, even a I was... <laughs> Tagline. Uh, well, one of the taglines is, she was my Rushmore. I was obviously not going to read that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was going to read, all's fair when love is war. I don't know if that I don't think anyone would have got those. No, I was not going to get that. Gave it there, there is a third tagline, Love Expulsion Revolution. So, I need to rewatch Rushmore. It's so good. Have you all seen Rushmore? Yeah. I have not. Uh, but you're aware of that film, though, Mike? I'm, a, I'm aware of the title of the film. I don't, I don't think I know anything about it. I don't even think I could. If you told me what actors were in it, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I kind Rico of performance I knew that. was for Jason Schwartzman. The had, Golden uh, Globe for Best Supporting Actor was Bill, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. Um, both Wilson brothers are in it. When you were both very convinced that it was a video game movie, that's why I was smirking. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you are very, very wrong. Uh, so there you have it. Oh, I got to add the points. Uh, Todd got yeah. that, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that leaves I got the week seven points for that. At Dom at 38, Todd at 28, Mike at 21, and a bunch of guest points. And everybody, that'll do it for this week's double feature. This was episode 322. Follow us on social media. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to us everywhere you want to do that. And uh, until next time. Everywhere and somewhere, somebody.